0: Good afternoon, welcome back to another episode. This is your host, your humble messenger, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville, Florida. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. It is a pleasure to have you on board. On today's podcast, I'm going to deepen. I'm going to take you back to 1955, the summer of 1955. In 1955, summer of 1955, a young man from the south side of Chicago, while visiting his family in Mississippi, he was out and about with his cousin. They were at a grocery store and he saw a young woman. The young woman happened to be a Caucasian woman and he whistled at her. And that whistle was condemned to his death. He was murdered. He was hanged and killed and slaughtered by a group of white folks in Mississippi. That young man's name is Emmett Louis Till. His murder back in 1955 was the catalyst of the Civil Rights Movement as we know it today. A young man from Chicago, Emmett Till, was born on July 25th, 1941. He, he was he deceased on August 28th, 1955. 1955, as you know, it was a hot summer, to say the least. This young man was brutally murdered just for whistling at a white woman in a grocery store. And you were, this is over 65 years ago. Now you wonder where this thing stemmed from the systematic racism. Joy Floyd was the camel that broke that was the straw that broke the camel's back. George Floyd murder in Minnesota was the was the straw that broke the camel's back. MS Lewis Till at that time, in those days most Americans didn't have no TV. So this was brought in the uh, nightly news in the newspaper throughout the nation. His mother at that time and, and his father, after seeing the body in, in the morgue, she decided to have an open casket. And that was very, uh, she, she was very strong to do that. Most mothers would have closed the casket. They couldn't bear to see their lovely child brutally murdered like that. So she she was very strong, mentally and spiritually strong, for her to have an open casket. So she showed the world the nasty side of America, the ugly side of America. This thing has been going on for so far too long, far too long. We have been lied to, abused, raped, and killed throughout this nation, specifically Negro-American. I'm not going to talk about Hispanic. I'm not going to mention African who just got here yesterday. I'm my, mainly focus on African, so-called African American, which are aboriginals, copper colored American. That's why I, su- I will suggest that you guys get a 1828 dictionary for you to understand what America is all about, the definition of America. So that being said, this young man at 14 years old, young teenager aberration is copper colored American, was brutally murdered by a lynch mob in Mississippi. And those of us from Mississippi, you know that that was one of the stronghold of the KKK in Indiana. Indiana is, is the epicenter right there. But Mississippi, till this day, till today, 2020, there's a lot of little town in Mississippi, and not only Mississippi, throughout the South, where there's Alabama, Kentucky, uh, Memphis, Uh, Louisiana, Texas, you name it, uh, there's a lot of town, even here in Florida, in Georgia, the Carolinas, Virginia, there's a lot of town that black people cannot really go there after dark. So this young man was visiting his family. While visiting his family, his cousin in Mississippi, his family, I guess his mother's side from Mississippi, I'm just going to go off the the cuff, Um, he was out there just like everybody does you know they go out shopping he was at a grocery store he saw a young white woman he was uh, you know how we do when we are young we do stupid things just whistling at a white woman and this young man life was taken away from from his family can you imagine you being a parent you send your child to for vacation then come to find your child missing for days and when you find your child was in, you find it in the creek in a river creek, dismembered, huh? how would you feel? And I'm speaking primarily to so-called white Caucasian. How would you feel if that was done to your child? You would not like it. You would be outraged. And I know how you, you white folks don't like to forgive. Y'all, y'all practice forgiveness, but y'all preach forgiveness, but y'all don't practice it. Y'all do eye for an eye. All this thing that's go, that transpired with um, the George Floyd murder, it, still, it goes back 500 years. We learned looting from you, right, folks. We learned stealing from you. We learned raping, drug addict, all those, thing that, all those bad habits we learned it from you. I'm not saying prior to you guys coming here, we didn't have differences. We had wars, but there was wars that we come together, and then we had peace. I'm not saying everything was peace and cream, uh, creamy over here in the, the Americas, but we get along for the most part. But when you guys got here, y'all invaded our land, stole the land, gave us false names, by words, took our land, killed our children, killed our wife, killed our fathers. And then now you tell them, why are we complaining? Why are we complaining? Why, you have, you, your, your foot have been on our necks. Your systematic slave, your system, is our your feet on our neck for centuries. Your feet have been on our neck. It's time to cut the check and give us justice. Justice is supposed to be blind, first and foremost. There's two justice systems, like I stated in the last podcast. One for white America, one for the so-called blacks. We had enough. We had enough is enough. Like they said, no justice, no peace. Till in 1958, August 1928, August 28, 1955, this young man's life was taken away from his family. His death was a tragedy in American social uh, social um, uh, infrastructure. It was a, it was a it was a stain on America' social uh, justice. This was the first time people saw. This, this incident happened over 65 years ago, and we're still going through the same stuff. Bullying and murder by those pigs. Like I say, when I say pig, don't think that I'm trying to be condescending towards cops. But when you kill somebody unjustly, you are no longer a cop. You have become a pig. Or, oh, you know, the next one is a piece of, you know what? You have become that because you kill somebody, a law-abiding citizen, unjustly. There's no need for you to use excessive force in killing us, our people like that. You have no regard for children. no. You have no regard for none of us, whether we're old, young, beautiful, ugly, tall, skinny, educated, non educated. You have no regard for us, rich or poor. You have no regard for our life, for our well-being as human beings. We deserve respect and dignity. And we give that to you, white folks, we show you respect and dignity. But how come you cannot give that back to us as a people? Why are you haven't given that to you? And I'm not saying all oh, white people are like that. I'm not saying that. But I'm going by the law of average and the law of average I prove me white every single time. So that being said, Emmett Louis Till was murdered back in August 28, 1955. That's over 65 years ago. This incident happened and we're still fighting for equal rights, equal justice. Like I said, I have two resolutions. Number one resolution is to remove the three-fifths of a human from the Constitution, once and for all. We move that from the Constitution. Secondly, we need reparation. I say reparation in two parts. Number one, cash reparation, which I suggest should be $10 trillion. I don't care this country go bankrupt. That's, I don't give a damn about that. Second part will be land reparation. You can make it either, you can um, swap them around if you want to. You can say land reparation first, then cash reparation. I'll say cash because white folks in this country, particularly middle class, upper middle class white folks, had had 200 years' head start over the Negro American. It'll be impossible for us to catch up economically speaking. During World War II, the GI Bill. Was, the, was set up to make what America what it is today. A lot of those Negro Americans who fought in World War I, the Civil War, Vietnam, even all those, I'm just gonna stay within World War I and World War II. When those Negro Americans got back to America, they didn't get nothing. They didn't even get recognized, except a few. But most of them didn't get recognized for the, for the bravery they have done overseas for America. You want us to fight your war, but you won't give us equal justice, equal rights as human beings. You treat us worse than dogs. Five of us, I think six years ago, when Michael Vick was convicted for uh, uh, animal cruelty, I think he served two years in jail. You stripped him of his contract from the Atlanta Hawks. And white people was outraged throughout this country for this man about animal cruelty, Killing a couple of dogs in his compound. But how come you cannot use the same energy when it comes to us as human beings? How come you cannot use that same energy? She said, This is not right. This is wrong. This is morally wrong. Like I said, I'm not optimistic about the future. I'm very pessimistic. But if America don't reconcile with her dirty past, a ugliest past, a filthy past, a stinking past. She will burn. I guarantee you she will burn. This is not my word. this is prophecy. America will burn if she don't reconcile with her dirty deeds. You have lied on us, you have abused us, rape, kill us. You have stole from us our land, our, our name, our birthright. you have stolen that from us, and you that's the hijack. We're not African. That's the hijack, we are not African, we are Aborigines, Aborigines is Latin for original. Go look at all those documents, there's no African in there, there's no native in there, the only Aborigines is copper-colored American. We have been in the Americas for thousands and thousands of years, we didn't just come here. we're not generally come lately, we didn't just got here from Africa, okay, that's the hijack. There's no proof to prove that there's no document to prove the transatlantic trade, a slave trade. That's a myth. That is a myth. I'm, this is for the youth and the adults too. But you young guys, I challenge you, young people, I challenge you to go look that stuff. Don't do no DNA t- uh, test You need to do a, a genealogy test. A genealogy will trace your tribe, your lineage in the Americas, whether you're from the islands. Whether you're from the um, United States of America or South America, not DNA. Like I say, African American, so called African American in Africa, and Africans, they have different phenotypes. That's scientific, is not what my word is scientific. We have different phenotype. We are not the same people. We have been lied to for hundreds and hundreds of years. You ask yourself where were the Africans the whole time? In Haiti have fought three wars against the Spaniard, the French, and the English. How come Africa didn't send an army to, to help Haiti fight those, those European powers? I'll wait because we're not Africans. That's why. Negro American, I, I will pose this question to you. Where is the African where you being been lynched in the South? Where are the Africans? They knew about this thing happening in America. There was a way of that. Don't get it misconstrued. They were aware of what was, going, taking, what was taking place in America. They knew about the Jim Crow laws. They knew about the Black Codes, laws, especially the aristocrats Africans. They knew what was taking place. I'm not really speaking on the average African. I'm thinking about the aristocrats. They knew what was taking place in America. How come they never speak against it? They only start speaking against it in the 1950s. That's a long time. That's like almost 300 years. That's when they really start speaking against the injustice. We fought against apartheid in South Africa. We helped Nelson Mandela for the Afrikaans, the Dutch and the English in in South Africa. We helped the Ghanaians gain their independence. We helped Ethiopia. We have all those African countries. Even Nigeria, we have helped them. So where's the help when we need them? Don't tell us come to Africa for tourism. We're not going there for tourism. Because you have no land for us, your education system is in shambles, your schools and your health system is in shambles, your infrastructure in Africa, for the most part, I'm not saying every country are like that, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we're going by a low of average. There's, you have nothing to offer us. We have, you have nothing for us. Okay? Stop asking us to come to Africa. This should be an individual decision, not a group decision. Come to Africa. That's an individual decision, and most of us, to be quite frank, most of us don't want to go back to Africa, except those of us who are celebrities. That's only that's the demographic I use: celebrities only. But the average Negro don't think about Africa like that. We don't wake up every morning thinking about Africa, because Africa have never been there for you. It's not a it's not a knock on the African people, but I'm talking about the aristocrat class, the politician in Africa. They have never been there for us as a group of people. Go look at the UN Council. How many African nations have provided acres of land, except Ethiopia, I can think of, off my mind, then I'll say Ghana. But those two countries I just mentioned, first, Ethiopia, and second, Ghana, those are the only two African countries I can think of that had made an effort to access, to come to Africa. But we are not African. That's the hijack. Once again, we are not African. That label is put upon us by, uh, by Europeans so they can steal our birthright. Our name, our land. That's why they call us colored, Negro, Afro-American. And African-American, the author beyond that was Jesse Slick, really, Jackson. It was Jesse Jackson who gave you that African-American terminology. He wanted to connect us to the so-called motherland. The real motherland is the Americas. Matter of fact, the Americas is so big, they divide it into continents. <laughs> we are two continents, <laughs> okay? That's how big we are. They divide the Americas into two continents. North America and South America, that's two continents. We're not gonna include the, the Caribbean islands. That's how big the Americas is. Uh, the Americas is twice the size of Africa. Almost twice the size of Africa. Now, Africa is a big continent. Don't get it misconstrued. Africa is a big continent. You could put the subcontinent, uh, India and China and the United States, and they all will fit in Africa. But when you talk the Americas, we are so vast. We're not the same people. Our food is not the same. Our music are not the same. There's similarities, but our food is totally different from the Africans. Our music, jazz didn't originate from Africa. R&B, rap, all those genres, rock and roll, blues. None of those music came from Africa. It came from here. Country music was born in the Americas, okay? It's not a knock on Africa. I'm not dissing in Africa. They had great culture, great dynasty, okay? From the Egyptian all the way down to South Africa. They had great dynasties. I know about African history. So that being said, this is for the youth. Emmett Till was brutally murdered back in 1955, August 28th, 1955. At the age of 14 years of age, 14 years old, this young man's life was taken away unjustly by a mob of white bigots and racist rednecks. Today we're still fighting the cops out here. They are slave catchers. That's what they are, slave catchers. They treat us less than animals. If you go kill a dog out here, you get jail time. You kill a Negro, you get nothing happen to you. You go live your life. So Emmett Till's life, is a, he's a forgotten hero. He's a forgotten hero. But every ethnicity that comes to America, they need to look up Emmett Till. And then you have an understanding what is being transpired in America in 2020 with Joy Floyd murder, you will get a better comprehension what's being expired here with George Floyd. Because Emmett Till murder was the catalyst that start, was the catalyst of the, um, the civil rights movement back in the 60s. His murder. And his mother, shout out to his mom, she had the integrity and the dignity and the strength and the courage to have an open casket for this young man. Most mothers they would not have that. Because it's too much to bear. It's too much stress, too much grief to bear. To watch your son in a casket brutally dismembered is, is hard to bear as a parent. But she had the courage and the strength to have an open casket for the world to see what America is about. For the world to see what America is about. This has been going on for centuries, over 500 years. Enough is enough. No justice, no peace. Emmett Louis still rest in peace, rest in power. Brother, one love. Take care. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.